Welcome to another episode of the Paragon Podcast. I'm your host, CO, and on today's episode, I had the pleasure of having my good friend, Victoria Ashley, on the show. She is a NICU RN uh, that works here in the great state of Colorado, and we talked about how and why she chose nursing as a career path and what ultimately led her to work in the NICU and how she ties in a lot of what she does in CrossFit into her everyday life and also uh, with her her job. So whether you're in the healthcare field, you're into CrossFit or um, you're just into fitness in general, I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. Uh, Victoria is very, very passionate about everything that she puts her time and energy into. So uh, as usual, don't forget to subscribe to our channel on all podcast platforms and don't forgive a don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram at Paragon underscore physios. Enjoy the episode. All right, so we have V on not only our podcast, but also running multiple live streams. So I, I want to first thank you for uh, being a guest today. I know we have been talking about doing this for a while now, and I just think it's so great that Michelle and I have so many healthcare friends and um, in different areas of healthcare. So I think it's great. So I just want to first start with asking um, if you could just give a brief intro on like what you do. Yeah. So thanks for having me, Chris. Um, glad to be here. My name is Victoria. I'm a registered nurse, and I work in the neonatal ICU. Um, basically that means I take care of infants from the time that they're born up until they're a year of age. Um, I've been doing nursing for five years and I've worked in over eight different hospitals. Um, I did some travel nursing for a while and now my home is here in Colorado Springs. Nice. What brought you out to Colorado? Um, Besides I... <laughs> it being the best state in the country. That's what? Um, I feel like this is a really deeply rooted question, but it all goes back to purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you find a place where you feel like you're fit in and you're meant mm -hmm. to be like, you just have to follow mm -hmm. your heart. And, um, for me, when I, you know, first tried to move out here in 2017 mm -hmm. with Michelle, you know, I just knew right away that it was a place where I wanted to end up long-term. So yeah. I'm glad, you know, four years later, here I am. Uh. Yeah. We're glad to have you out here. And so I'm going to follow up with another deeply rooted question. <laughs> um, why, why nursing? Uh, because I, I know from my time as a, as a nurse recruiter, that is a, a career that, you know, some could argue that you're born to do, or maybe it's just a calling sometime in life where you just feel called to nursing. And it's such a highly respected field and especially with everything that happened last year with COVID, um, it, I just I think it's just great that uh, we have you guys as partners in the healthcare field. But uh, just curious to know how you got into nursing. Yeah, so growing up, I've always leaned more towards science mm -hmm. um, over like English and math. Um, so I knew, you know, in my first couple of years of college that I was going to get um, an associate degree to just give me a good you know, core curriculum of a lot of science related courses. Um, and then I was at the point, um, my junior year, where I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. 
Um, my grandmother is a nurse practitioner, so she encouraged me to apply for nursing school. Um, I really wanted to go to the fire academy, oh. but you know, it made sense. Yeah, I was yeah. fit. They had a good lifestyle, good hours, and they made a lot of money. So, um, I just told myself, you know what, I will apply for one nursing school mm -hmm. and if I get in, mm -hmm. I'll give it a shot. And it ended up working out. Nice. And now how did you end up in NICU? Was that like the first unit you worked in? Because I know ICU in general is typically a, a challenging unit to get into right out of school. And you've been a nurse for five years. Yes, five years. Damn, that was a really good guess. Yeah. Um, well, how, I said it earlier. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. Okay. Um, no, uh, but in all seriousness, I, I know a lot of nursing students come out as new grads. There's all these great um, residency programs that exist, uh, hospital to hospital. How did you end up in the NICU? So my college had something like a residency mm -hmm. and you got to choose a preference. Mm -hmm. um, in my class, there was about 30 of us finishing up in that last semester and they only selected one nurse to go to the NICU and I was lucky enough mm -hmm. to get it. So that gave me a foot in the door with the hospital because mm -hmm. you spend your whole semester learning on that unit. Um, to where at the end, you know, they said, apply. Once you get your license, we'll hire you. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel so fortunate. Um, I think the stigma of new nurses having to start on med surge is kind of getting washed out. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of um, critical care units um, are actually taking on new grads now because they want to raise they don't want to have nurses come in with different habits. Mm -hmm. They want to raise them up the way that they want them to operate on their facility. So, yeah. And I know you kind of touched on it um, a little bit at the beginning with kind of you working in that neonatal ICU, but um, are you able to kind of go on into further details, kind of like what that looks like on a day-to-day -day basis and kind of some of the teams that you work closely with? Because I know we have um, our good friends, Landon, who's a physical therapist, and then Aaron, who is a hospitalist at Children's Hospital. What does that look like for you? And like, what's that environment like being able to work with not only other healthcare professionals, but those that are also friends? Yeah. So the healthcare field is super interdisciplinary, right? Yeah. Um, and day to day, like I'm the main person at my patient's bedside. You know, I have eyes on them the most, but it really does take a village to keep you know, the plan running smoothly. So collaborating with physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, hospitalists, respiratory, mm -hmm. you know, um, nutritionists, mm -hmm. um, pharmacy, like there's so many units that we work together. We round on our patients every day. We make sure that we're moving forward. You know, we evaluate their mm -hmm. progress. Um, and I've learned so much just listening in to like, let's say Landon mm -hmm. is teaching a parent about, um, their baby's, you know, um, delay mm -hmm. or their baby's needs for physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And so just listening in and being in the room, you know, when those consults happen, like expand my knowledge and help me take better care of my patients. And I think every nurse, you know, should be super involved with their patient's care and, and uh, working with friends is always great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no downfall there. Yeah. What would you say in your experience as a nurse? I know a lot of it has been in the NICU. What have been some of the biggest challenges and what do you love most about your role as not only a nurse, but one in an area such as a NICU? So I'll go with the positive first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go good first. Um, 
I think working with the families is the best part, honestly. Like, um, I don't hear this from a lot of NICU nurses because parents can be very challenging sometimes. And it's a weird boundary. Like they're not your kid, but you know, the parents almost feel like they have to give them up to you. And and then you have to earn this trust with them. Um, and you want to involve them as much as you can so that they still feel like, you know, I know you have to do this to my baby, but it doesn't mean that I'm not allowing you to. So, you know, I always ask, can I do this to your baby? Like, instead of we have to do this, yeah. you know, I give them, you know, the knowledge, the information and just build that trust and make them get more com- confident and mm. comfortable. Because when you have a premature baby that's born at like a pound, mm. parents like don't want to touch them. They're yeah. very scared, which is super understanding. Mm. Um, so you just take them by the hand and, mm. you know, that you show them the way. And it's amazing to see a kid like that, you know, three months later, dressed up, you know, in cute clothes, looking all chunky, like a regular baby. And the parents are super competent and you know, you know, they're just, they're just ready to go Mm -hmm. home to a good family. So that's the best part for me. Um, the hardest part I would say can sometimes be, um, long-term care Mm -hmm. for these kids, kids that stay in the NICU for seven, eight months. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like you're on, um, a never ending cycle, um, where, let's say like they're chronically sick and you're dealing with, you know, periods of infections and remissions and getting better and getting worse. And, you know, you try so hard to keep the hope alive for Mm -hmm. the parents. Um, But sometimes it's just a really hard pill to swallow when you realize like what we're doing is everything we can, but it's not enough, Mm -hmm. you know, so that, that's, that reality sinks in and that's probably the hardest part of the job. But, um, Thankfully, I haven't had to go through too many of those cases, mm-hmm. just enough to know that it, it's draining mentally, mm-hmm. you know, because you're there every day with that baby and you give your best to that baby every single day. And you don't know whether it's going to make a big difference in the long run, yeah. but you just give what you can. Yeah. You know. With that being said, um, I know every job has its stressors and um, things that are difficult to manage. How does someone in your role, like working with uh, premature babies and very sick babies, how do you guys manage the stress that comes along with that, with the job? Like, are, are there like programs in place, um, et cetera, et cetera. I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> wine. <laughs> Every nurse loves her wine. Yeah. No. Um, honestly, I think um, as a nurse, you understand what other nurses are going through. And my coworkers are the best. Like, I feel like when I'm at work, even if I'm really stressed out, I have a solid team that will lift me up, back me up, like watch my kids if I need to step out and just breathe for a second, you know? Um, and I heard a a nurse say back when I was like maybe six months into nursing, you know, and it's kind of weird the way she said it, but she just said like, everything that happens inside these walls is not your reality. Mm -hmm. So, when you swipe your badge to clock out, like shut this off and go back to your reality. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that made sense. And it made it really easy for me to disconnect Mm -hmm. um, and not carry that stress home with me, you know? And I know some nurses have a hard time with that. um, And I, I wish that I could help them. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe that quote will, Yeah. but um, I would say 
in the hospital, it's definitely the teamwork that mm. keeps me from feeling, you know, less stressed. And then outside of work, I really just put it behind me. Yeah, that's good advice because I know for for me as a physical therapy student, we're about to start our acute care clinicals, and I just volunteered at a hospital up in Denver or last week, and I could feel some of the stress of the potential of bringing home work mm. uh, from a mental perspective. And some, I mean, none of these patients were even mine. And it's just that, how do you manage, I guess, a burden, if you will, of having to try and help improve someone's long-term outcome and prognoses and et cetera. So that's, I mean, that's good wisdom for me right. because you have to be able to kind of shut it off and, and leave it at work because- I Sorry to cut No, you're fine. You're fine. I think um, a big difference also is the type of person that you are. Mm -hmm. If you are a negatively inclined person that mm -hmm. gets stressed out really easily, you're probably going to do that at work. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect yourself to um, do that at home and then mm -hmm. be able to flip the switch at work. So Absolutely. if you are be feeling overwhelmed and overburdened, it's likely that it's not just in your work mm -hmm. life that you need to, you know, correct outside of work mm -hmm. and, you know, just develop better coping mechanisms yep. or a stronger support system mm -hmm. or have more resources, more outlets mm -hmm. to, you know, decompress or do whatever you need to do to stay balanced. Nice. Yeah. Now, speaking of outlets, I know one of your big outlets is fitness. You are probably stronger than anyone I, I know. Them. You're, you're stronger. <laughs> you're definitely stronger than me and anyone I know personally. You are an absolute savage in the gym. And uh, with regards to like physical therapy, we talk about the importance of being physically conditioned to help. Um, at Dr. Jeff Moore says like making you like more bulletproof and creating more armor to prevent any comorbidities down the road, like yeah. helping uh, stave off, you know, death. And essentially how important do you feel fitness is to not only like your lifestyle, but also your work when you're working with 12 plus hours a day. Yeah, huge, yeah. huge. I mean, yeah. if I worked with adults, I would definitely be in a realm of nutrition or, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like post-op, like I don't even want to get to surgery with yeah. somebody, a preventative care, yeah. you know? Um, I do coach CrossFit and mm -hmm. I've done that for about seven years. Mm -hmm. So in that, just encouraging people to be well, mm -hmm. you know, to be able to move their bodies and, um, to not feel chronically tired mm -hmm. or, you know, depressed, I think it's huge and it's mm -hmm. life-saving. Um, this medical industry is wonderful. I feel like we've created so many new advances to help mm -hmm. prolong life, but mm -hmm. at the same time, um, the overdosing of medication has mm -hmm. drawn us away from going back to our roots and eating healthy and yep. exercising and getting enough sleep and keeping your stress levels down. So, um, how do I, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, how, how important do you, oh, I mean, it was like, yeah. how important do you feel it is related to kind of, it's, I mean, it's everything huge. You do, yeah. And as a nurse, you know, being on your feet almost the majority of the day, mm -hmm. you know, it's taxing. But on top of that, like you don't have many breaks to eat one. We have a 30 minute break and a 15 minute it's break. It's not really a break. Yeah. It's not really a break break. So, you know, you, you get to scarf down your food. You might as well make sure it's something healthy. That's going to not put you, you know, feeling bloated and mm -hmm. tired for the rest of your shift. Or if you're going to be drinking, 
why not drink water? Yeah. <laughs> Something that hydrates you really well. Um, it's hard to see a lot of nurses and um, this culture of, you know, soda drinking mm -hmm. and like ordering fast food all the time. And you can see it in the generation after mine that those nurses are slowing down more, mm -hmm. not able to last these long shifts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're hurting more. Um, they end up getting surgeries and stuff like that for knee problems or hip problems. Um, even though our patients are small, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like we're going to break our back turning them. Yeah. You can get hurt because of um, standing or leaning over and anything that you do. Um, so it's important for me to stay healthy um, at work because I feel my sharpest, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm clean on the inside, I know I can think clearly and yeah. provide my best care. Um, and I think outside of that too, like mm -hmm. wellness will save your life. Absolutely. Now, speaking of being strong and like living healthy and that translating over to everyday life and your job, how did you get into CrossFit? Because um, I, I've tried it myself. I'm not, it's not my thing, but how and why did you choose CrossFit? Have you always been active? Yeah. So I've played just about every sport under the sun um, up until my freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. I found volleyball mm -hmm. and um, I never played before, but um, the coach for the varsity at the time said, you know, I know you're not going to make the varsity team, but you're more than welcome to condition with us over the summer and learn, mm -hmm. you know, and you'll make JV. So I did that and it was the toughest conditioning I've yeah. ever been through. It was so hard. Um, I mean, some girls were passing out. We had to call the ambulance. <laughs> like it was intense, but it taught me such great discipline. Yeah. Um, and I was able to keep that up th all throughout my junior year of college, mm -hmm. you know, just being immersed in volleyball. You can't do anything else. Like you have a fall season, mm -hmm. you have a spring season, and then, then during the summer you're conditioning. Yeah. So it's year round. Mm -hmm. um, when I finished volleyball, I finished a year early. Um, I didn't finish on my senior year. I found CrossFit mm -hmm. um, and it was that same coach that um, let me try out with the varsity team. Mm -hmm. She was at that CrossFit gym. And oh, nice. yeah, yeah, it was, I hadn't seen her in like nine years. Mm -hmm. And, um, at that point she was very involved in CrossFit. She'd made it to the games before mm -hmm. she was an elite athlete. So once again, she like took me under her wing and showed me the ropes of how mm -hmm. to be competitive in CrossFit. Um, and I just loved it. Like yeah. I loved the intensity of it. I loved mm -hmm. the challenges, learning new gymnastics mm -hmm. skills. Cause that was, you know, super foreign to yeah. me. And once I realized that I was kind of good, yeah. you know, I, took it and ran and mm -hmm. I just haven't gotten bored with it yet. And I don't mean to like hype you up or anything, but speaking of competition, um, you do a lot of competition and I, I just know from volleyball, <laughs> you are extremely competitive, which is, <laughs> I, I think is awesome. Um, what do you like most about CrossFit? Just out of curiosity. I honestly love the person that it makes me be, um, especially in competition mode, whether, you know, even the training for the months leading up to competition, the amount of focus that I'm capable of, I mean, I've seen myself achieve different levels of focus, different levels of dedication. And, you know, right now I'm not in a season of training for a competition. So it's very, my training is very different, but you know, I've done things that I never thought I would be capable of. Mm -hmm. And I've realized like how powerful your mind is. Mm -hmm. And 
it's super applicable to life. You know, I, I can climb any mountain. Mm -hmm. You just have to take the first step. And that's what I think CrossFit teaches you. It just teaches you how to be gritty, how to grind and how to just get shit done. Absolutely. I, I've only done CrossFit a few times. And one of the things I love about it the most is that team environment and that team aspect, because I mean, I played sports as well. And knowing that there could be anywhere from like one person to like 20 other people in the gym going through the same hell that you're going through and everyone is just (laughs) hyping you up, like, like really pushing you. And like the end goal is just to get better, stronger, uh, more fit. I know some CrossFit boxes get a bad rap, but um, I, I enjoy it. I just, I don't know. I'd rather just, deadlift every day until and that's okay <laughs> until your back breaks <laughs> exactly until, until my back breaks yeah no the, the the group the community of yeah. crossfit i think is what keeps people coming yeah. back you know you never feel alone mm-hmm. when you're suffering and that's you know there's some pleasure in that mm-hmm. um but competing i've done a few team competitions but i really enjoy individual competitions they give me some type of nerves that mm-hmm. i don't get when i compete in teams and individually you know, competing, you're out there, you know, your coach isn't in your ear anymore. You're on the floor. The whole crowd is looking at, you know, the, the heat that's currently going on. You have to make split decisions if a mistake happens or you get miscounted on a rep or you forget to tag when you're supposed to tag. Like it's, I don't know. You feel like you're on top of the world. It's really cool. Do you have any competitions coming up? Nope. (laughs) Sure don't. (laughs) I haven't competed. Oh, it's been over a year. Yeah. And, um, it's just been a different season of my mm-hmm. life right now. And I've, I've appreciated that cause I've learned how to continue to train, mm-hmm. um, without like a purpose, like yeah. a, like a competition purpose. Um, I've learned how to have a little bit more balance and I've taken more time to just, you know, get myself more settled. I've been doing a lot of traveling, so I've been nicer to my body and just, you know, not beating myself up for eight hours a day. It's kind of nice. What would you say is more challenging doing CrossFit in the altitude of the Rockies or in the middle of the summer in South Florida with the raging humidity? Oh my God. That's a (laughs) hard question. (laughs) That is a hard question. Okay. To answer that, if I'm already acclimated in here, I'll keep working out here. But man, that Florida heat—I you literally it's feel brutal. like you're melting. Yeah. yeah, your body turns into candle wax <laughs> on the floor. Like you're picking up your legs and just floppy. Like you see mirages as you're yeah. running. Like there is no remorse with the Florida sun, and I mean the humidity down there. You're you're drenched, and it makes picking up equipment that much harder. Your your rips are happening quicker. You're falling off pull-up bars. Your dumbbells are slipping out of your hands. Um, so the dry weather helps things stick a little yeah. bit better, but it's it's hard sucking wind when you're not acclimated and you know <laughs> your heart rate's jacked up and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Just, Folks don't understand that. Florida heat and humidity is nothing to play with. Nothing to play with, nothing y'all. Nothing to play with. Um, so I have... One more question, uh, because I know we are short on time. Um, I'm curious to know, and this is one of my favorite uh, questions to ask, especially when I have individuals that aren't physical therapy students or physical therapists on the show. Uh, What advice would you give to other healthcare professionals, whether it be nursing or um, nursing students 
and um, just general advice for aspiring students that maybe want to get into not only nursing, but NICU, et cetera? Um, honestly, I would ask them to consistently mm -hmm. check their hearts mm -hmm. and make sure that they're doing this for the right reasons, that they're in the field. I don't even want to say the right reasons because right is um, relative, mm -hmm. right? But um, if you're truly there because you want to make a difference in your patients' lives, mm -hmm. I think that's enough fuel to drive you towards success. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it for the money, for the title, for the flexibility of the job, you're going to get burnt out. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are committed on the inside and it's what you want to do, you love mm -hmm. to help people, I think you're going to succeed. Okay. And then... I know I said that was the last question, but selfishly, because <laughs> I'm about to go to acute care rotation, oh, how can I keep the nursing team happy oh. <laughs> as a physical therapy student? <laughs> I've heard it from professors saying um, if something happens in the room, like an accident with the patient, just take care of it instead of hitting the, the nursing call. Like oh, yeah. But are there some other ones that you can think of? Yeah. So I guess it's different with like adults and yeah. babies, but I appreciate so much when um, you know, a therapist comes into my room to see my baby and they're like, I'll do the, we do temperatures, mm -hmm. diaper changes before, you know, our stable patients. So I'll do what I can for you mm -hmm. to make your load easier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they're done, they leave my patient exactly how I, you know, they found them. Um, that's number one. You know, if you're going to help me out, help me out. Don't give me a trail yeah. of breadcrumbs to clean up behind Absolutely. you. And number two is be considerate of the time that you're going to go, you know, visit your patient mm -hmm. because it might not be a really good time for the nurse, especially mm -hmm. in an acute care setting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if there's a blood transfusion to run or a bunch of meds to pass and you're just like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to go in and like do some PT. And you're like, actually we can't because mm -hmm. we have this and this in plan. So you know, at the start of your shift, just ask what's your plan for the day and when would be a mm -hmm. good time for me to come? Um, because at the end of the day, like it's patient priority and mm -hmm. in acute care, you want to minimize stimulation sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be, you know, flipping the patient at two and then coming back for PT at three. Yeah. And then, you know, you just want to um, be really considerate of their plan for the day. That's what I would give you. Collaborate and communicate. Yeah. Always. I just came up with that. <laughs> Boom. Uh, well, I appreciate you being on the show. We're going to take a look at IG Live. I'm going to stop the recording for the podcast and see if we have any questions. Thank you, V. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Paragon Podcast. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Overcast and all of your other major podcasting platforms. Also, if you haven't followed us on Instagram, you can find us at Paragon underscore physios. If you want to learn more about our field of physical therapy in the eyes of students and also just learn more about health and wellness. And once again, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Paragon podcast.